Hello and welcome to the Life in General podcast. My name is Nick. My name is Ian. Why why you got to say something? Why you got to say it all weird? Like last episode I thought you were having a stroke, man. Like seriously, I don't I know did. what was going on. I had th- I had 3. <laughs> You're like, you didn't notice? I had 3 fucking strokes. My name is Ian. I'm like, whoa, 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 man. Can you hold your arms out in front of you? Can you close your eyes. My, you didn't notice my side of my face drooping? <laughs> can, you, can you smile for me? <laughs> Only side of my face. <laughs> oh, my God. That's terrible, man. Oh, go oh I'm sorry. For that. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, uh, so going real to quick, a lot worse than that. Yeah. Real quick, something that I for, completely forgot to talk about on last week's episode. YouTube channel. And, and that is, yeah, we've got a new show on, on YouTube. This, so when, when you're... When this episode of Life in Journal airs, uh, the same day at noon, the third episode of The Vinyl Den is going to be coming out. Yipper. So it's, it was, it, it's something that, Ian, I know you talked about really since we started doing Life in General, mm-hmm. was, the, was that you were wanting to do something on YouTube. Yeah. And kind of incorporating the show and, and or doing some something different and really it was when this whole quarantine thing happened that i was like i stumbled because we were trying to when this first happened we were decided we were going to do the show remotely we went through some trial and error on trying to find the best way to do life in general and once i kind of realized hey i'm able to actually record on zoom that's when I've, if I finally got into the fact, okay, maybe it's something that we can do on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And because we talk about music so much a on lot. life in general, yes. a lot. Yeah. And I kind of. For good reason. For, for good reason. It's, it's, it's something we both enjoy. We also enjoy vinyl records. So that's what I was like, hey, you know, maybe, maybe go down the vinyl record side of it and do a, a show completely dedicated to that and then maybe kind of pull back a little bit on the music side with life in general because there are other topics especially going into the uh, election this november that i'm sure we're going to want to talk about more about that kind of stuff and maybe a little less on on, on records that are coming out yeah well it's not that we want to talk about the political i do <laughs> i do well, generally i do too it's just it's, you know it's been a mess it has been so that's why we'll have some more stuff leading up to the election but yeah it's yeah. it's if you're listening to this when you're done listening to this hop on youtube go uh look up the vinyl den and, and check that out absolutely and thumbs up yeah. likes shares and then share subscribe it. like yeah do whatever whatever it is yeah <laughs> we're, we're gonna go over that again at the end of this episode so yeah, there. Uh, it, it was funny though because I was I was editing the show last week and I was like, ah, shit! I completely forgot to talk about that. Yeah, even though I had it like written on my notes, like in job, bold Nick. across the top. Yeah, good fucking job. You're a if terrible showrunner. If if Ian, only Ian had that written on his notes. I do. Do you have notes today, Ian? Mm. Oh, okay. Something <laughs> I have. I have. I have props. If that helps, I guess. Visual yeah, aids. Uh, and, and before we get into the, to talk about the top, so we're going to talk about albums that a vast majority of people out there have never heard. 
but before we get into that, I want to touch on I, I I found myself with a little bit more extra time lately. Now that my nursing semester is over, thank God, uh, is that I I found myself watching more, well, not really watching, but binging more TV shows. Oh, okay. And I've watched Friends multiple times over the years. I didn't want to watch that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, and I've kind of, I'm caught up on like everything else that I wanted to watch. Mm-hmm. And I, so I was just on Hulu and I was like, including yeah, Cobra Kai. Cause you still have my copy of that. No, I have not watched it yet. <laughs> you can watch it. They're half hour episodes. There's 10 of them. I know. Well, you breeze through it. I know. But anyway, so I was, I was, you know, thumbing her through uh, Hulu and I came across, I don't know if you've heard it before. It's called uh, Rami. Do, have you heard of it? Rami. Doesn't so it's, it's a comedian, uh, Yan, uh, Rami Youssef. He's a comedian. He's a, he's a Muslim uh, comedian from, his family's from Egypt. He was born here in the U.S. But okay. he did, the, he did uh, a show on Hulu. It's actually uh, season two just came out of it. Okay. And uh, he won a Golden Globe for his show uh, this, this year. I don't know when it was earlier this year, whenever the Golden Globes was. But mm-hmm. yeah, he won a Golden Globe for, I think it was Best Actor. So it's a really good show. I I already went through the first season of it, but it's definitely something that I recommend. It's it's interesting. It's it's kind of like a it's a Muslim American kind of like I, in a role that isn't you don't see in American culture. You know, okay. it's not when you it's when like you a see sitcom? a Muslim, It's got like some comedic parts to it, but it's more. It's basically I I would liken it more to like Atlanta. It's like okay. the Muslim, the Muslim version of Atlanta, where you know Atlanta was more of a you know a black guy in obviously in Atlanta, kind of figuring his way through the world. Where this is a Muslim living in New Jersey, kind of the same thing, kind okay. of trying to figure out what he's doing in life, um, his connection to his religion and, and things like that. It's, it's 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 definitely interesting. I really enjoyed the first season of it. Okay, now I'm gonna give it a shot. There's another show. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's a show or what. But my, my dad was telling me about it. It's on, uh, I think it's on Netflix. Rick, Ricky Gervais' show called Afterlife. Mm-hmm. So I, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, he, I haven't watched it yet, but I've good. heard of it. Yeah, I've heard that also. So that's on my list, too. I'm, I've been binging Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> I love that show. I, don't, I love it. I, I watched, like, the first... I think I watched, like, the first half of the season. I don't know. I'm. It's... It's silly. It is silly. It, it is. But I don't know. There's something about the show I really, really enjoy. I think I was thinking about doing Superstore again after Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Yeah. Yeah, cause Superstore I just finished up not too long ago. Yeah, I, I, I'm caught up to the current season and maybe about five or six episodes into the current season. Because yeah. they show up on on Hulu about a week after the air, I think, shortly yeah. after the air. Well, this, the, their season's over, but right. Well, then I'm about whatever five episodes in, but I think I want to start over and just rewatch it all through. So. Yeah, it was, it was that was a good series to watch. Yeah, to I binge. really like that. And and they're short episodes to watch. Yeah. Uh, oh, the Rami R- one. No, Superstore Rami. I think are almost hour long episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah. But still, it's like the the streaming service format where it's like 10, 12 episodes or something like that. Yeah. It's 10, 10 episode 10 seasons. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, season 
two just came out last week. So okay, I'll be binging that in the next couple of days. Sounds like a winner. I may have to check it out. I I liked Atlanta. I still have. I still haven't watched season two. No, season no. season two was was. I think season two of Atlanta was better than the first season. Oh, really? Because I really enjoyed the first season a lot. Yeah. Because so, that's one, yeah, like we, you said, it wasn't really funny, but it there were funny moments, just like yeah. there are in life, you know. Yeah, and that's how, that's kind of how Rami is too. But okay. uh, but uh, yeah, it's definitely an interesting show. If you're looking for something to, to binge out there in, in your free time, that's definitely one I recommend. Yep. So we're still still got a couple weeks on the even at the time that this goes up at least at least a week unless it gets yeah. pushed up on this quarantine although I, I think most things are kind of opening up slowly anyway even with things being shut down yeah, i don't know it's hard part. to say it's you know theoretically it could still get pushed back to the end of june but yes yeah. but anyway on to our topic you know this is the first episode of the month so it's typically our vinyl record episode but mm-hmm. In light of the pandemic and everything else, we I, haven't and, really and had also, time to get anything. Well, well, I mean, I, you have because you because <laughs> you, you just buy just so uh, you just throw your money onto the world and records just come to you, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. But uh, the thing that's also kind of stunted these these vinyl episodes is the fact that a lot of stuff's not being released. Right. You know, a lot of things are being pushed back. Uh, you know, by the time this episode airs, the list for Record Store Day will be out. Of course, it's not out by the time we, at the time we're recording this, so we're, we'll touch on the the Record Store Day list at a future episode. But uh, you know, it's it's because of delays and things being pushed out, and it, it's it's not like our a typical music episode. Normally, we would kind of run through what's coming out, what we're looking for, things like what that. What we picked what up. We, what we picked up. Which I, I, I finally was able to go. I, yeah, but I, I, I've been good because I've been trying not to spend too much money online lately. To no, I have a... To no avail, but I mean, I really haven't. I haven't been ordering records. Yeah. But I finally, because like I said, things are starting to open up and as you have, I've finally managed to get into the record store. So I've, I've spent my first amount of money in records since uh, january it was the last wow. time i bought fucking records yeah that's crazy so i bought i spent 80 bucks which in hindsight now thinking about it if i if the, this hadn't happened i probably would have spent five times that by now since the last time i was there yeah the uh the record store that we typically go to just opened back up and i i bought i think 15 albums in the first couple of days that they were open so i, I bought four i bought four and, and one and i, and I one have I been had. buying stuff online and things like that too but yeah one i already had but it was i don't know i i bought it used and i've listened to it before and it was fine but it, for the last time i listened to it, it was it was all scratchy and skipped yeah. a lot so i looked at it and it was pretty beat up and i don't huh. know if i just didn't notice it before or what but Maybe. so i replaced it i replaced it. i got a brand new uh, pressing of it so i i do have a an interesting story about my first trip back to the record store okay but if you really want to find out about that check out episode two of the oh, vinyl you son of a bitch you mean i gotta watch the fucking youtube show now <laughs> damn yep check out, i have ep- to look at you like this now i gotta watch the fucking show too. <laughs> ep- episode two i will discuss what happened it was a it was very interesting Okay. informative but if you're if you're a 
a Beatles record fan, you'll enjoy the story. So I'll just leave it. Who's not a Beatles fan? I know we were just talking about we were just talking people, about who, think, yeah, people who think they're overrated. Yeah. I thought they were for a long time also, but I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get into all that on the vinyl then. Yeah. History speaks for itself and it, it'll, yeah. their, their place in, it, in rock history is never, never going to change. So yeah. at least not for me. So we're going to talk in this episode, at least about, you know, albums that, you know, I'm sure some people out there have listened to, but it's not, they're not widely popular albums. And I did have a couple of rules for. You didn't give me any rules. <laughs> albums. I did. I did. I texted them to you. Oh, maybe I, I, didn't I, read them. I, I gave you the main one, obviously. Right. So well, that I one did, I remembered. The rules that kind of guide the conversation were one, that the album has never charted in the U.S. I do have a couple that have charted overseas, right. but I'm, 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 I was mainly focused on success in the U.S. The, uh, number two, it couldn't be a live album. album. Okay. And third, it couldn't be a best of. Okay. I and don't think were, you sent me those, but that's fire, fair. I, did, I, I, those. I, I figured I you wouldn't, wouldn't have picked those anyway. I wouldn't pick those anyway. I, I know you're not a big live album fan, so certain bands um and, and generally live albums actually tend to sell pretty well right they're typically like a best of album which also sell normally pretty well right. so i just i have an issue because and it's it's a weird thing with me and i i it makes me very picky i either want the songs to sound exactly like they did on the on the album or completely different than what they sounded really? like on the album i don't like the in between um and you know no performance is ever perfect yeah. No matter what band or artist it is. But when there's a lot of mistakes and they're extremely noticeable, and I've I've listened to some live albums where that's the case. Yeah. Um, it's just it's too much. I I'd much rather just see them in, in person because you can overlook those mistakes when you're in the vibe of being, you know, watching them live and everything. You yeah. don't you don't notice the the little details, whereas if on an album it's captured forever. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did want to say that, you know, first off, music is very subjective. And oh, of course. So obviously our lists are going to be very subjective also. For me personally, you know, I've primarily uh, listened to and been influenced by 80s and 90s rock, uh, alternative or grunge, if you want to go that route. Uh, I, I've been influenced by a lot of punk music ska and even you know some some pop music also pop punk or whatever you want mm-hmm. and so i i my list that i'm, that I'm gonna talk about is gonna kind of reflect those influences right well i had a few that i couldn't find and and to be fair the one some of the ones i did find there's a couple i couldn't find any charting information at all so i'm assuming Gen- they didn't chart generally if you go on wikipedia and look Which up the album I was on looking, wikipedia right. they normally have the charting on there yeah because i and i know i've done that with like you know tall you can go on there and it t- tells you the chart position of every one of their albums yeah. but there's a couple of these artists that i was like did that and they didn't have anything yeah. so i'm not sure if that means they didn't chart or if they were just i don't know well as as with everything that we talk about on the show you know it's we're not experts. We're just going to talk about what we know, and we'll, cut, we'll go from there. Speak for yourself. I know everything, Nick. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I, I will say that, that this list was a lot harder than I originally thought it would be. Because yeah. originally I was like, oh, that'd be kind of a fun topic to talk about. And then I realized that there are a ton, ton of albums 
that I thought never charted that miraculously you know, ended up being 180 or something right, like that. Right, yeah, in the top and, 200 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, there were some that I swore definitely had charted and never had. So mm-hmm. definitely some surprises. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, I, managed to, I managed to put together a, a decent little list, about 20 albums, and I've got 10 of them that I actually own. So I'll talk about all that. Um, I didn't think to mention this before we started recording, but I do want to mention, I found a new band that I really like. and I want to recommend them. Oh yeah. Who's that? It's called thank you scientist. I think kind I have heard of them. They're they've got a, they've got a bit of a following there. Yeah. Um, I think they were even named artists of new artists of the year by Rolling Stone in 2014 or 16. Yeah. But I came up, someone recommended them on one of the Facebook um, progressive rock pages I follow mm-hmm. and I was like oh fuck I, I looked and then surprisingly I already had them in my artist list but I never listened to them yeah. so I listened to all three of their new their their albums and they're really good, really good I'll shit. check them out yeah yeah I think I've heard of them before or or maybe one of the people we work with talked about them. god I remember hearing about them from somewhere mm-hmm. though I I couldn't remember if I mentioned them before because like Maybe. I said, you I know, had them in my wonder, list, but I don't so remember listening to them. A while so. back, we did a, a show, an episode about newer music. So maybe, and I know we picked a bunch may, of music off. I may have mentioned the internet. Maybe, maybe it might have been that. Which means I did listen to them, but I don't remember listening to them until just yeah. recently. And like I said, I I breezed through their first three albums, or their only three albums so far, yeah, um, in just a day. So between work you know going back and forth to work and everything so mm-hmm. yeah it was good good band i'm i'm, I'm really digging them so let's get into some albums man yeah well you, you go ahead and start because your list is way bigger than mine i'll uh so the first one i i did all mine in alphabetical so i'm gonna go just right down the list mm-hmm. the first one is an album from 1999 it uh it's never been released on vinyl it's by a, a band named arthur Yep, and the album is called "Loneliness Is Bliss," and it's an album. It's, it's not. It's it's probably more of like an EP or a double EP than an actual album, but it's a it's a fantastic album, chocked full of you know some good old fashioned late '90s pop punk music that uh, I really enjoyed. Yeah, I remember you playing it for me. I, I played the shit long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was good stuff because um, it's is it just the it, one guy from mxpx it's or? a side project of mxpx so it's actually okay. all three of the band members from mxpx mm-hmm. plus uh, another guitarist okay so it's like foxborough hot tubs for green day kind and of that, yeah. and that other whatever weird thing that they did yeah <laughs> what was that other uh i don't know but they all like wore masks and shit yeah foxborough hot tubs is a good that album's a good album the other one was the other name. The other, I don't remember the name of the band, but wasn't the other the album Money Money Twenty Twenty something like that? Something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Isn't that isn't that Trump's slogan for for the election? I don't know. It's, it's a it's a joke, Ian. Because right. <laughs> it, it, always... it, it wouldn't fucking surprise me because <laughs> he only cares about two things: money and himself. And himself, yeah. Um. So the the second one I actually have. So loneliness is bliss. Obviously, never charted i think it was mm-hmm. actually actually only sold through their website okay the second one is actually an album by the same band that was released in 2010 and i actually had this one on vinyl 
and this was it's it's by arthur it's called watch the years crawl by it's mm-hmm. a it's it's it, you know it's along the same lines another just pop punk album mm-hmm. and it uh it, it's just a great song to kind of sit down and 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 blow through yeah i don't know which one to, I, don't I don't know, know which album it was I, was I, saying, I don't know if you can see the artwork on the on the label but i like the it's got like the dice on there oh yeah i can see it pretty cool yeah yeah i didn't even know this album came out <laughs> until like two years after it was released oh oh so I, then I, I was just i was just gonna ask you if that was the one which one it was that you played the most oh yeah definitely, definitely loneliness is bliss i didn't get this until well this came out in 2010 so i was living in tennessee oh, yeah nine, yeah i so. wouldn't have heard it then because I, I was yeah, I just, Michigan by then. and and i just found this i was on mxpx's website last year i think it was and uh i was just like oh they got a vinyl tab on there so i clicked on their vinyl tab and i was like holy shit they actually pressed that on vinyl so I was definitely, I was excited to find that one because that's definitely a great album. What's uh, what's one you got there, Ian? Um, well, I'll start with this one as well because it's on top. Uh, yeah, I've mentioned this band before. This is Spock's Beard. Yep. Is their is their debut album? Um, for a band that went on, I mean, they were never huge in the states. They're huge overseas, but. Mm-hmm. Um, they had success here. They even made, they even had music videos played on MTV, um, but not off of this album. But this album is huge. I mean, as far as the progressive rock kind of underworld goes, um, it's huge. And this, this is a big blow up like album for them for a lot of reasons. And uh, yeah, it never charted, never charted at all. Which uh, is, is that, is that the light? Yeah. The light. Yep. Okay. And uh, look, look at their discography. They've never had. Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say they never have. Their last two of their last three albums charted. And those are their only albums that have charted in the U.S. Two of their last three. So that would be um, Brief Nocturnes and Sleepless Nights and Oblivion Dreamless Particle. Nights. Dreamless Nights, sorry. Dreamless and, Sleep, I'm sorry. Whatever, yeah. And uh, the Oblivion Particle. Yep. Yeah. And that's not even the the original spock's beard technically mm-hmm. um because spock's beard was founded by neil morse who left the band in 2001 to pursue a solo career mm-hmm. that was kind of along the same lines as what he was doing but integrating a lot of his faith into it because he's yeah. christian huge christian and uh it doesn't show <laughs> in the early works but he was christian then too but, yeah. but he really went kind of you know full-blown Mm-hmm. Uh, but when he left the band didn't bring in a new singer their drummer became the singer and then he left in 2010 so those two albums that you mentioned had a new singer and a new drummer yeah on it so it was, it was still the band but the the dynamics of the band are very different there once neil morse left because he was the driving force wrote everything and there was a very very progressive sound to it whereas yeah. after they after he left it got more of a hard rock slightly progressive sound to it mm-hmm um so yeah a very different situation but the light is a fantastic album i think you would even maybe like it because there's there's some there's a little bit of uh especially on the one song the water there's little things and i don't it could just be my interpretation of the sounds that they're doing things they're doing but there's a very pink floyd element to to that song even though it's 25 minutes long 
Um, <laughs> that's, well, that's Pink Floyd right there. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. You know, Pink Floyd's kind of they. They kind of do things monotone. They they, they kind of yeah. have a more of a flow. A lot of the because it's more progressive rock. There's there's flow, and then there's whoa over here, and then there's back to flow. So. Yeah. But there's some flow in there that's very Pink Floyd, in my opinion. Um, later Pink Floyd, though, not early Pink Floyd. But anyway, so yeah, that was my first one. Now, if you want to do another one, I don't have a lot. That's why I'm letting you go a little more. Yeah. I, uh, let me see here. I, mine got out a, a little out of order, so I got to mix them up here. Um, <clears throat> so my next two albums are actually two, once again, uh, by the same artist. Oh, really? For, yeah. So the first one is, so these are both by the Bomb Pops. Okay. Which I don't, yeah. I don't know if you've actually heard of these guys before. You I mean, mentioned them to me, and, and I keep girls telling myself. Girls before, I mean. Yeah, you keep telling me to listen to them, and I keep forgetting about it. This and, is. And, go ahead. This, it, it, it's, 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 they're, they're just a female punk band, and some people kind of give them a, a little grief for being a little more on the more poppy side. I, I think it's very reminiscent of late nineties punk, you know, along the lines of, you know, some of the stuff that Rancid was doing uh, some of the harder stuff that green day was doing along those lines in the late nineties, very reminiscent of that kind of music. Okay. This is a, uh, well, that's only so pop is, because it was good and people liked it, you know, yeah. but this is uh fear missing out is this album. Fantastic. If, if you want to check it out and if you like the album, you can go on, uh, this is you can buy i i i stumbled across their music i just for some reason i don't listen to spotify like ever and i just happened to accidentally click on spotify one day and one of their songs came on and i was like who the hell are these guys so that's where i kind of so i kind of stumbled across their music and then i was trying to find their albums on amazon and they're if you want you can buy them on amazon but they're like 45 bucks and i was like eh, i don't know if i like it that much you know to 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 spend 80 or 90 bucks on two albums so then they're both through uh fat records which records records rec fat records yes oh okay that's that's fat i thought you were fucking it up (laughs) that was like fat records but you just said it wrong no it's actually fat records yes that's fat mike from no effects that's his his label all right so you can go on their website and I want to say I paid twelve bucks each for these albums. Oh right? wow! Yeah, that's not bad at all. Twelve, 12 bucks plus a couple of bucks shipping handling. So you got Fear Missing Out. This is from two thousand seventeen. Mm-hmm. And then the newest album, which just came out beginning of this year, this is Death in Venice. Both of them are fantastic albums. My wife is not a punk fan. She likes this album. She actually has it downloaded to her phone. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so it, it's definitely it's definitely one to check out, for sure. She likes some pop punk, because she likes MXPX. But that's her, like, that's the extent of her punk right. listening, you know, <laughs> is MXPX. I forgot to mention the light. Came and on the, and, and oh, the cool. bomb pops are definitely harder than than mxpx if you okay. if you've listened to mxpx the the that's the kind of the the sad thing about this whole pandemic outside of like obviously hundreds of thousands of people dying right is i, I was actually going to go see the bomb pops about a month month and a half ago they're playing out toward north of detroit and the tickets were like 17 bucks for their show and i was like shit i was gonna go by myself and go see them i didn't care but then uh of course you know the pandemic hits and everything gets canceled so right right um, I forgot to mention to the the light by Spock's beer came out in 1995. Okay. I forgot to mention that. But. 
Um, so do you want me to do my, because I only have two uh, actual physical things I can show you of all the ones I found. But well, here, uh, you all, I think I've got more. Like, oh, yeah. Albums. So here, here, let me, let me knock out, because the, the next one, some. the next two albums are two that I don't own. Okay. One of them I really wish I could own. I don't think either one were ever pressed on vinyl. And they're both by the same artist. And the the artist is his name is classified. He is a white rapper from Canada. Okay. Yeah, I see. So I he, see. I see part part of the issue. <laughs> what just, Canada? Just, Come on, man! Really? Well, Canadian rapper is one thing. A white Canadian rapper? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I should say a white rapper is one thing. A Canadian white you, rapper is because when you say Canadian rapper, probably the first thing that pops into people's head is snow. You remember the that's that's not wouldn't pop into my head at all in informer like everyone knows that fucking song from the early 90s but whatever apparently not uh, <laughs> so he did have some modest success so so the two albums i really put on my list was self-explanatory from 2009 and handshakes and middle fingers from 2011 self-explanatory he had some modest success with it mm. uh it never charted though the one song off there is Oh Canada. It's a he took the national anthem, anthem yeah. like did a rap around it, like kind of sampled parts of it. And uh he was actually on I don't remember who Kelly and I don't know, I don't think it was Kelly and Regis at the time, but whatever whoever she was on the show with at that time, uh, he actually did his song on her show, I believe. So he'd made a television appearance in the US with with okay. that one song, but Okay. I, it, he he had some like notoriety on Facebook because people kind of clowning him for the whole Canada thing, but whatever. They're both really well, good just, albums, and and it's not like it's not like you're like it is more like a grimier, organic kind of hip hop rap, and not so much like obviously like gangster rap. It's not like your Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. Ice well, Cube I would hope so stuff. because it's coming from a different place. Yeah, you know, it doesn't have the same influences. Yeah, you know, rap is and, at its best when it's in, when it's a representation of someone's life and yeah, experiences. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and his music definitely is, and it's just a, it's a, it's a different style of rap that they do in Canada, and it's both both of those albums I think are are definitely head and shoulders above his, his other work that he did, but those are both great albums. Okay, yeah, I've never heard of him, and I've never heard of Snow. Actually, Spock's beard has an it's, album called Snow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure if you, I'm sure if you if you heard the song, I, I guarantee you've heard it before. Maybe, maybe it's possible. You'd be surprised how little I, I especially actually, in the nineties. Actually, I, I know you've heard it before because when we had uh, DJ Fame on one of the earlier Life in General episodes, we actually talked about that song, and I believe I actually played it on the podcast. Oh, I'll just have to go back and listen to our old shows as well uh, there's only uh, like a uh, 125 of them before this episode so go back and yeah. check out some of you know we were, we were talking about binging shows at the beginning of this episode a nice show to binge with life, life in life general, general. <laughs> <laughs> so here let me let me do my next one this is like the right. last one that i have an actual copy of that i can find Ugh. so okay this is why can't tori read it's tori amos's first that album never, that never charted no, because 
technically this isn't even technically a solo album this is just her debut album i haven't even unwrapped it as you can tell it was a record store day exclusive um came out in 87 so what we know of is tori amos is her solo career this was her with a band Mm -hmm. and um the band was called why can't tori read um but she signed she signed i think i don't know if it's a two record deal or a five record deal it wasn't a, it wasn't a five record deal but it was a, a record deal that she was um contractually obligated to make another album with atlantic records after this and this mm. one did not do well it didn't sell yeah. um so what we know of is tori amos's debut album as a solo album that charted and she won a fucking grammy for and everything mm-hmm. um was done as a almost a fuck you because they they wanted a band they wanted you know this was grunge and this this isn't grunge this is pop but yeah um when they said you're you're contractually obligated to give us another album she was like well you didn't promote our old our other album you didn't do anything to help that other album out Mm -hmm. so she said okay so she sat down basically with her and her piano and wrote a bunch of songs i think she wrote like 20 songs just her and her piano and uh said here you go here's your fucking album they're like what are we gonna do with a chick playing on a piano yeah Uh, she's got a sold 35 year or 30 some year career now as because of it because of it yeah and that that album sold so but yeah that that why can't tori reed never charted and there's some good stuff on there there's stuff she still plays live too and it's i i hate to say it's not it's not so much different from what she was writing because she wrote all the songs here too um there was just a bit more of a pop sensibility to it mm-hmm. than her later stuff was um so i mean mm-hmm. I, I like it it's a great album i surprisingly i just haven't opened it up and i've had it for two years two years <laughs> yeah. then it came out 2018 no it was 2017 i think mm, but i got it after i didn't get it on record store day um i got it at after the fact because honestly i didn't even know it was released i found it yeah it was 2017 record store day that sounds release. about right but, but it, it was uh, the uh it was the black friday record store day okay well then i didn't get it too much later because i got it in 2018 yeah but yeah so i've had it for two years i still haven't cracked it open but after when i was going through this and i saw that i was like oh man i'm gonna that's probably the next record i throw on the yeah. on the on the turntable even if i don't like even if I don't play them right away, I still open all my records. Because so, I, when I when I get home, I I, I normally because I normally buy multiple albums. I'll mm-hmm. open one up, put one on, and then I'll open up all my other ones, and then I immediately scan all of them into Discogs. Right. Well, what I was doing, I was doing the same thing, um, minus the scanning into Discogs. Cause I'm really bad at that. But um, what I would do is I'd open everything up. But there would be times like like you said, you buy four or five records. You don't get to, I don't, didn't get to them on the or same ten. day. Well, I've done it not once or twice, but not many times, but I usually, my average is about five to six. Mm-hmm. So, or four to six, we'll say, but there's been times where I got home and opened them all up, but I didn't get a chance to listen to them all. So I don't end up in the, in the, in their spots. And then I'd forget that I even never listened to it, you know? Yeah. So I, I leave them wrapped now so that I know, okay, I need to listen to that one there's a few that i have that i have that i just haven't gotten to but at least i yeah. know that i need to listen to them so the uh the next album i have is one that obviously i have on vinyl and it was one of those albums that when i was going through the list 
I had just happened to look up this band to see if they had anything they hadn't charted. And I was almost shocked that this album had not charted. Okay. And this is an album. It's from 1998 by a band named dropkick Murphy's as do or die. Oh, really? This album never charted. It's huge. People, everybody knows about that fucking album. It's a fantastic album. I think this is, I think this is dropkick Murphy's best album. Okay. And I don't know. And I want to show this. I don't know if you can see it or not, but I'll take it out of the uh, the wrapper here. I got. I don't know if all of the the pressings look like this, but this is just a sweet ass, like amber translucent album. Yeah, kind of looks like beer in a glass. Yeah, almost. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty sweet. But it's definitely an album that everyone should know if you're a if you're a punk fan. It's the the pinnacle of their career, and it was their first album. Even though I mean they 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 had some better they had some great albums afterwards. Sing loud, sing proud, which is their second right. album, yeah. and that actually charted. Did it? Um, yeah, um, that was also a fantastic. Album. Would Would you classify them? I mean, I know there's punk to them, but would you classify them as a punk band? Yeah. Well, what, what what else would you classify? I don't know. Them as? I I mean, because I, I when you said it, it was like, huh, and then I started thinking about it, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know because there's there's other elements going on there than just punk. I mean, isn't there an all kind of music though? I guess. I don't know. Yeah, punk's fine. I'm not. I'm a, It doesn't. That description doesn't bother me in any way. It just just kind of caught me off guard. I was like, I don't know. It's actually the album. The album is listed as hardcore punk and Celtic punk. Okay, Celtic punk's a thing, huh? I guess so. All right. All right. <laughs> if if there's something if there's something out there that is Celtic punk, it is definitely this that, album. Yeah, no, that it's not a bad description for it by any means. So, um, yeah, I don't know. One for me now. I don't have a cop. I don't have any more copies to show off. But yeah. Um, do you have more albums to talk about? At oh least? yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. But I, those are the only two that I have that that I could find. But again, it's I. I was really just kind of stuck with kind of obscure stuff, stuff. I mean, bands that are known but just not hugely known. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is uh, the Flower King by the Flower Kings. Um, it was their. I guess it's not really. They're a Swedish band. Um, they came up. See, there's like this. I call it the uh, the '90s. Gener- the, the 90s class of the 90s for prog- pro- progressive rock bands mm-hmm. dream theater yeah. box beard you know things like that and the flower kings are among that that group um in fact neil morse and the lead singer of the flower kings ronnie stolt uh as long along with two other well with um mike portnoy from dream theater and um pete Travers from marillion they they sworn to super group called Transatlantic. So, but mm-hmm. um, anyway, their their debut. I, I guess it's kind of a debut. Album. It's, it's questionable because there's the timing of when it was released, and then there's argument that it's strictly a solo album by Ronnie Stolt because it doesn't have other members in the band. But either way, it's a great album, and I I consider it the What's first the new event? Return of the Flower King, or no, I'm sorry, the Flower King by the Flower Kings. I think it was '94. It came out '94 '95. 
Because they don't have that listed in their discography. That's why I was saying. Mm, it's well, maybe it's not. Maybe maybe it is classified as a solo, but it's not. It's because they've what, got bro, the, the back in the world of adventures is the is first their album. first album. Let me look at something here real quick. Maybe that's a mistake on my part, but like I said, I I have always considered it because it was it was that album that bred the Flower Kings. It's the everyone who played on the album is in the Flower Kings. It may have started life as a solo album for no, it's 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 listed as a as a solo album. Really? Okay. Well, then I'll still the same thing applies. It didn't chart in the U.S. at all. No. Um. But it's a really good album, and I and it, it regardless if it was a solo album, it did spawn the Flower Kings because they became everything after that was by the Flower Kings. Yeah. You know? Well, he's got uh, quite the uh, discography. Yeah. Yep. A um, lot of lot of albums by the Flower Kings. A lot of solo work. He's been in other bands. He did an album with John Anderson of Yes. Yeah. Just those two. But he's with uh, Transatlantic. Mm-hmm. uh Bullen, experience not familiar with that group the tangent the tangent is i'm familiar with yeah circus brimstone yep agents agents of mercy yeah, i don't know third, about that one either he's done uh third world electric they did the uh another album with he did the album with john anderson apparently yeah. they were working on another album too but it hasn't oh. come out i wasn't i mean he's, i wasn't blown away by the last one but he did an album with The Sea Within. Yep. And he also did an album with uh oh, the, the obvious, obviously the Flower Kings. Mm. He's, a done band. Some, they, he's done guest work on a bunch a bunch of albums also. They're they're progressive. Um I would say that there's elements of funk there. There's even some elements of jazz. I mean it's just it's you're you're getting something different with every album and sometimes you're getting something different with each song on each album yeah so it's 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 a unique band i really like them hmm. but again i don't think any of their albums have charted in the u.s no well so, oh any yeah i don't think so no so um so yeah I just thought of one that I didn't look up, but I'm not, I better check and make sure it's not. What's that? I'm not going to say until I make sure it's. Uh... <laughs> do you want me to do a, you want me to do my next one then? Yeah, you go ahead. You go ahead. So the next, the next one I don't have on vinyl. The next couple I don't have on vinyl, but okay. um, uh, the next one it's, it's from a ska band from uh, called uh, five iron frenzy. They've been around for a long time. They did have a hiatus from like the mid to late two thousands. Okay. Uh, but their album in 2004 it's called the end is near it was their last album before they took that hiatus it's a fantastic album i've seen these guys live they absolutely kick ass uh, good high-powered uh ska band if you're into ska but uh def- definitely great. five iron frenzy okay no i don't think i've listened to them yeah definitely a good one the uh another one that's on my list the next one that i had after them uh, is by a band that I'm not 100% sure how to say their name. <laughs> and I've kind of gone back and forth over the years. Mm-hmm. I call them Goody Hook. But I've seen it pronounced more so. Goody Hook? Uh, Goody Hook, like goatee. 
Goatee. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and so they had an album from 1999, I think it was. Let's see. Oh, I'm sorry, 1998. It's called Songs We Didn't Write. I, I tend to typically stay away from like cover albums, but this is a fantastic cover album. Right. And uh, just like chock full of songs that you would have never thought would be done in like a punk kind of style. It's their only album I've ever listened to. I know they have more work, but uh, it's the only one I've heard. Huh. I, well, I'm familiar with them through you. Um, yeah. And it's a good I mean, thing do, I looked, do, do, by do the you way. Remember, do you remember where I got that album? Do you remember when I bought that? So back in the day, back in the day, Ian and I would go out every Saturday night to U of M's campus and kind of walk around, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did it for a couple of years, but they had a big tower record on campus. Yep, and we would go in there. And I would spend freaking hours in that damn store, and just kind of fl- like flipping through because they have had just a ton of just absolutely obscure shit you've never heard of. And I came across that album. I was actually, I think, I was looking for a uh, MXPX album, and I just kind of flipping through, and I found that. And I was, it had kind of a, a cool album cover to it, and I'd never heard of them before. And I knew some of the songs on there. And I was like, well, that'd be kind of cool done in a, in a punk style. And uh, I was right. It's a fantastic album. Even mm-hmm. Mandy loves some of the songs on there. I remember liking it when you played it. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you find the album you were thinking of? Well, no. Well, yes. I, I, I'm glad I didn't say anything because it, it charted. So. Which one was it? Just- it, was a, it was in a Zap album overnight oh, sensation gotcha so i wasn't sure um if they i just wasn't sure yeah. um do you want me to go next because i have a feeling you may have already you may have this one too yeah yeah what is it everything sucks by real big fish it's their first that album that Not, charted no i i just gear verified it oh I, everything every, uh, you're right everything sucks it's their first not, album it's a, it's an ep i wouldn't classify it as a great album uh why do all girls th- why do all girls think they're fat is a uh, is probably that the best chart. song on that well the, the the next album charted is no why do why do all girls think they're fat as a song off that right album. no i know i know yeah. but yeah i did know that album and i did look at it but right. uh i don't know i mean it is a good album i i don't know if i'd yeah, their last album didn't chart either. It came out last in 2018. Yeah, there's. I haven't, why, I, there's, I haven't listened to it. There's reasons why it didn't chart, but okay. <laughs> it's I, it's, I it's not it's not their best work, and that's the, I guess that's the thing with when you look at their first album and compare it to uh, Turn the Radio Off, which was mm-hmm. their next album, which was a huge exactly. hit. I, I think. Well, it's 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 an okay album to to start with. It wasn't an album; it was an EP. I want to say there was only like six songs on it, and uh, I, I guess what came next would turn the radio off, and uh, you know, and their album after that, I think, really kind of blew that first one out of the water as far as quality. Hmm. Okay. No, I I can't disagree with you, but it was just. The 90s was, I mean, that was their, the Real Big Fish was, that was their era, you know? And yeah. It, you know, and I remember you having that album. hmm So I just, I was like, oh. Oh, I guess I was wrong. There was actually quite a few songs on that album. Yeah. Like I said, I remember you having it. It didn't, I don't remember it being an EP. But 
Oh, there was an EP version. That's why I was thinking. Okay. okay. But uh, yeah, that one stood out. And then after I checked the Frank Zappa one, I was like, I better check again just to make sure. <laughs> so I checked that one. A um, couple others uh, for me. Now, this one, maybe just because it's a newer band, I'm not sure. It's called mm-hmm. Southern Empire. Okay. The album just came out in t- last year. Okay. Really good band. Now, they're, it's made up of members of other bands, but I don't think any of those other bands had charting albums either. But this one's getting a lot of talk on, like I said, on the Facebook pages and stuff. What's the like name that. of the, What's the name of the band? Southern Empire. It's an Australian band. Hmm, okay. Let me go back to my list. I I left my list. Because I see it listed as a label. I don't see it listed. I don't see a band listing of them. Hold on. Get back to my list here. Uh, they have two studio albums and a live album. Okay. Uh, the first album came out in 2016 and the new one was 2018. Um, like I said, they're made up of members of other bands. Gotcha. Uh, mostly progressive-ish rock bands. Um, but they're, they're an Australian group kind of brought together by the keyboardist of Unitopia, which was another Australian band that mm-hmm. is no longer, it's kind of defunct. Yeah. But I only mm-hmm. recently came across these guys like I said, through the Facebook page. And they're really good, but again, they're not charting. Um, their new album is, is, is awesome. I haven't really listened to their first album, but their new album is really good. I, I'm, you said they're more like a progressive style? Hard rock progressive, yeah. Not, not, no, no progressive metal or anything, but yeah. um, there's definitely some progressive, strong progressive elements to it. But there's a lot of like just hard rock stuff going on too. Makes sense. So. You want me to go next? Yeah, go ahead. So the next one I have is one that I've got on vinyl. I was absolutely ecstatic to find it on vinyl. It's a newer album. It came out in 2017. It's called The Knife by a by Goldfinger. They, Goldfinger's okay. been around for a long time. Yeah. Uh, they, they broke up for a while. They reformed to, to, do, to make this album. Uh, they... Uh, they added uh, Mike Herrera from MXPX plays bass on this album okay. and Travis Barker from, uh, from uh, Blink-182 plays drums on this album. But okay. uh, it's a, it's just a, a great punk sky album. It's also, I didn't know this when I bought this, but it's a, uh, it's a orange vinyl and it's a, like a really bright orange too. Oh yeah. It's kind of cool. It's got the uh, little, the little skull think- guy on there. Uh, that's what my um, Alice Cooper Dragon Town looks like. Yeah, just solid orange. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't tell you. I, I told you I picked up the new Green Day album finally. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the pink pink version. Okay. So they had those the black the, and the the black and the pink. Yeah, those are the records the the indie record store one I think. Okay. The pink one was. Okay. But yeah, if you're a if you're a, a, a punk ska fan definitely check out the knife yeah goldfinger's a good band goldfinger absolutely yeah. they've been doing a lot of stuff uh during the quarantine also oh have they yeah, i've been seeing you know what they've as been much redo, as... redoing older songs and and doing uh um videos and stuff for them so it's been kind of cool green day's been releasing uh cover songs every monday every, 
every well, I'm seeing it every Friday. They're well, releasing they're, they're, it on, on like YouTube and stuff, but they're releasing it like as singles on Fridays. Yeah, so they're actually released. They release them on Mondays because I get emails from the band every Monday when they release. Oh, okay. Them. Well, like I said, I only look at my Spotify list that you know the new releases for the Fridays, yeah. and it's been showing up. And uh, they did Manic Monday this week. It's actually pretty actually, good. Actually, Manic Monday they did a couple of weeks ago. Oh, that just popped up today. All right. Whatever. I I can't help it. You're late to the game, man. Whatever. But anyway, it's good. I like their version of it. It's it's a good. <laughs> Actually, version. I think they did that almost a month ago. Whatever, Nick. I just heard it today. It's a fucking good cover. Shut it is, your fucking it, mouth. It, it it is a good cover. Absolutely, it is a good yeah. cover. Um, can I go next? Can I can I, can yeah, I sure. throw an album out there? Sure. Okay. Why not? Why not? The debut album of the band Saga. They they had some big hits in the eighties with bigger <laughs> hits. Um, so they're, they're classified as progressive, but I, I don't know, more 80s kind of rock. Uh, but their, stu- their, their debut album, which if you look at like greatest hits and stuff like that, it's like, or not necessarily greatest hits, but live albums and stuff, a lot of the songs that are on their first album are played heavily. So they, it had to have a, a following, but it never charted. Their, actually, their first and second album didn't chart. Um, and granted, the highest they ever got in the charts was like 17. Yeah. But still, that's U.S. charts. Uh, it's still pretty good. Yeah. They had number two in the U.K. charts several yeah. times. So, Because uh, they're a U.K. band. But they're, they're good. They, it's weird. They, um, their main songwriter did a, I call it the a George Lucas thing, where the, none of the albums were necessarily concept albums, but he started like putting in these concept songs out of order on, on different albums, but all those songs tie together as one story. Hmm. That's so, interesting. Yeah. It was kind of clever way of doing it. So like, I think the first album has like chapter four and seven or something like that. And then the next album has like three and two or whatever. I don't know, but anyway, they're out of all out of order. It's that's kind cool. of, it's kind of clever going all the way up to like 2012 and that started in 78. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, but yeah, like I said, saga is, if you look back at like the eighties era, cause they came out in 78, they would be up there with like people who might remember them with bands like, um, well, Marillion, maybe even Dio, but they're not as hard rock as that. Yeah. Um, but things like that, you know, they would, you know, yeah, I, I remember them. I remember hearing okay. of them. Okay. Well, what else you got, man? Honestly, that was it. <laughs> oh, you jackass. <laughs> I told you, I you, you said you had a hard time. I had an even harder time, mainly because uh, so, I did it all today. So the next one, <laughs> the next one, I'm I'm breaking a rule with Ian. Uh oh, because this out al- this album charted barely. Okay, but it, it's we'll say uh, if is it on un- is it under or over two hundred? Well, the charts only go up to two hundred. Oh, well, generally okay. so. Okay, but it was in the it was in the high one hundreds. It uh, and I, I only put it on this list because it still is an album that I'm sure hardly anyone has ever freaking heard of or even listened to, even if you've heard the band. <clears throat> and it's just an album that means so much to me personally. You know, it's an album that my band in the 90s was kind of fashioned by, you know, influenced by, and uh, we had some songs that were very 
I'll say reminiscent, <laughs> if not you know, almost completely stolen musically from this album. And that is, you'd prefer an astronaut by Hum. Mm. It did chart, barely. Yeah. And it, uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting album. It's, it's not your typical grunge alternative no. album. It's, it's definitely a, I, I think it's actually classified as space rock. Yeah. One of the, like the first true space rock albums of the nineties. Yeah. Well, we, well, it's an album we've discussed on, on the show before. Yeah. We actually had a, a, a different podcast before where we spent an entire episode talking about this album. Yes, we did. Uh, but I will say that uh, the funny thing is about this album is forever, ever since I got back in, uh, I shouldn't say forever, because I've only been back into collecting vinyl for three years now. But uh, it was one of the first no, albums. Two years, barely. Well, two and a half years. But uh, the uh, it's one of the first albums I wanted to find on vinyl mm -hmm. and I spent a long time trying to find it. And I probably spent a lot more money than I should have for this copy of it. Cause it's not, <laughs> it's not even original pressing. And then literally like a month later, they announced that they're reissuing, <laughs> reissuing it on vinyl, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which I want to get one of those too. Cause the, I love the, the reissues look sweet. This is not your typical black vinyl. I don't know if you can see it. It's like a, a green and white split this it's it's in a sealed package so i don't okay. want to open it but it's right. a, just a green and white split pretty sweet yeah but it sounds that's awesome more, that's more of a decorative type album i think i play the shit out of it but yeah well you know it's a great album we as we discussed on the on that episode yeah um i think we both love that album quite a bit so. the uh the next album I was going to talk about, I'm sure it's another one of those. I'm sure you'll be surprised it did not chart and I don't own it on vinyl. I would love to find it on vinyl, but it's always about 115, 130 bucks whenever it is rarely online for sale. Mm -hmm. And that's probably a little more than I'm really wanting to pay for it. Even though I mean, I have paid that kind of money for records before, but I don't like doing it unless I absolutely have to. And I'm really hoping that they come to their senses and reissue it and that is losing streak by less than jake that didn't chart it did not chart really? hello rockview which was their next album, next album did. charted okay but yeah uh, I losing, thought losing streak, streak did because now pezcore came out first and it was correct maybe that's why i thought losing streak charted because pezcore came out first mm -mm. wow yeah, losing so, streak losing streak is a great fucking album absolutely great album hello rock is a good album too but i actually like losing streak a little bit better yeah let me look here borders and boundaries is actually maybe my favorite in there so um yeah it didn't well it's eps oh sorry losing streak charted at 89 in the uk but never charted in the u.s huh well hey learn something every day because i didn't even bother looking at that i i, even, uh, I did think about it. i thought of uh less than jake and i was like pezcore probably didn't chart but that Pezcore's was like not that great of an album though either, no but. but it was a collection too i always thought it was like yeah. it was like um uh, 1039 smooth out slappy hours by green day it's kind of like a collection a collection of eps, of EPs and, and singles yeah. And I wouldn't but, have uh, counted Green Day's, you know. Although, did where did uh, Kerplunk chart? 
Oh, Kerplunk charted. Did it? Okay. For sure, yeah. Pretty sure it did. I almost feel like that. It might What's not that? have. I'm just. I, I don't know. I was just wondering if. Well, I mean, it. it uh... Because you think oh, you're right. Green. You're, you're right. Kerplunk did not chart. Okay, so that it didn't even occur to me until just now, though. Yeah. Because I mean, think Green Day, fucking Green Day. Their last album, which I just bought, isn't great. It's not. It's not horrible, but it isn't great. It's, I think it's like hands down the worst album Green Day has made. Maybe, but I mean, it's. I still and that's feel, and that's and that's with me saying that. Dose and Trey were not good albums either. So, oh, you know. see, I like Dose and Trey. I like I like that whole trilogy. I, 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 I like. I think Uno was a better album than oh, Dose and Trey. Oh, by far, out of the three, if there was someone put a gun to my head and said you have to choose one of the three, Uno by by yeah. down hands down. But um, as a as a complete thirty six song package, I, I that's I see it as Uno Dose Trey. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Father of All Motherfuckers. I love the title. I love love to love the title, but it's eh, it's not yeah. it's not a great album it, because it's, it's not, not Green Day. It's, yeah. it's and I, they're trying to be something they're not. I think with that, and that's I, it, it bothers it me. Felt, I, I feel like it was just like an album that was thrown together. Just like I said before, when we talked about it before on the show, yeah. I think it was they just threw it together to kind of end their contract and be done with it. Maybe, but it's it's also like. It feels like it was it was written and recorded by, honestly, like Twenty One Pilots or something, like yeah. a young or you know them trying well, to be that. Don't you know? say that because Twenty One Pilots actually have some pretty good music. Uh, I've only heard a couple of their songs. I wasn't terribly impressed, but I've um, got all their albums. They actually it's pretty pretty decent songs. But it has that like modern era pop rock sound to it, and it's where it's like this mixture of. I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just, it's not green. Day I, did, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. You know, I, their the, last uh, album was good. Revelation, Revolution Radio was a decent album. It was good. This, this just isn't cutting it. But my point was, the reason I brought it up was when it comes to Green Day, even an album that I consider completely subpar for them, charts. So I just, I think I just assumed Kerplunk charted, even though. No. I, I thought it did too, but I just looked it up and it did not chart. So that's another album that you could throw on the list there. Yeah. Um, the next album I've got is one that I would have assumed charted. And I was not entirely shocked that it hadn't, but I thought it would. Right. And that is The Living End by Living The Living End. This is released it did in, get some radio play though, didn't it? It was released in 99. It, uh, it, it, it's a fantastic punk album. Absolutely fantastic album. If you're a fan of one. if you're a fan of that like late nineties punk sound, definitely gotta yeah. check this one out. Absolutely yeah. gotta check this out. That's uh they're Australian, well, aren't they? Australian. Yeah, they're punk an band? Australian punk band. It, they they've released other albums also. Uh I don't I listened to the album that they released after this and it was okay. Right. But I haven't really listened to anything after that. But I think this album is just, I think, hands down, probably the best work they've done. It's a great album. I love that album. I've been waiting. I've been trying to buy it on vinyl too, but I don't know. It's, you know, the, the only place I found it was Amazon. Okay. Because it's got the, uh, it's got the music on vinyl label. You know what that means, right? No. From the UK. 
Yeah, from uh, Europe. Uh, albums from Europe have that uh, have that label on there. Oh. Yeah, I want to say one of the albums I bought the other day was like that. Was it? Yeah, I, I bought stuff from the from local record stores that have music on vinyl stuff. It's just imports, is all it is. Yeah, I mean, just. I, it's just weird that you said that because I think I saw that on the labels on one of my. I don't know if it's the Kansas one or the REM one. Because huh. I haven't listened to the Kansas one yet, but I listened to the REM one and Cat Stevens one. I, you know what? Every time I listen to Automatic for the People, every time I'm like, "Fuck, this is a good album." Every it time, is. and then then when I'm not listening to it, it's like I don't even think about it. When I am listening <laughs> to it, that fucking album blows me away every fucking time. Every oh. time. The next one I have on my list is one that kind of breaks one of the rules, and that's the. So you made all these fucking rules, and you've broken them twice. <laughs> well, this one, the next one, is not a greatest hits album. Okay, uh, you a, do what you do. You, I'm just, I'm just along for the ride at this it's, point. But it's an acoustic album. Okay. So it's not. It's not, that's why I said it kind of breaks it because it's not. It's not a greatest hits. You know, they're all re-recorded songs. They're just all re-recorded acoustically. acoustically. And so MXPX in 2014 released, it's called the Acoustic Collection. And, you know, in total, like altogether package-wise, it's probably my second fam- favorite uh, MXPX album. Mm-hmm. And it's something I'm sure will never be released on vinyl. But, it, uh, I mean, I played the shit out of it when when I first heard it. But I guess you know if if you're an MXPX fan, you'll you'll enjoy that kind of music. I'm ca- I'm a casual fan of theirs. So. Um, but I think oh oh well, there's one other time I kind of break, just just to give you fair warning, Ian. Oh, like I said, hey, you do you. <laughs> I don't have any more, uh, any more to offer other than you know conversation. So okay, so the, the next two the next two I have are from the same artist, and it's probably. Uh, another couple of those instances where you're going to be surprised that they didn't chart. Okay. Okay. One is, but they're both no effects albums. Okay. Punk and Drublick and white trash, two heaves and a bean. Now see, I would have assumed that one, although the title might've given it some problems. It, the Actually not, the original title would have given them much worse issues but that's that's a huge album people people know that fucking album people know both of them if you're yeah. a, if you're a, a 90s punk fan these are like two staple albums we had neither one of them charted i'm glad to have both of them on vinyl hmm. but they're like quintessential 90s punk music oh, of course they're, i think they're quintessential just for any any collection that is rock oriented or has a, a large rock element mm-hmm. to it because i mean maybe it's just me but i don't have a i don't i don't generally like to put um subgenre distinctions on my music if i like it i like it yeah um i do that for other people when i'm talking about it to make yeah. things easier because other people like labels specific and things and yeah. The, yeah but as a rule i don't i don't put any any labels on stuff i have no problem listening to and you're the same way i think for yeah me. i listen to everything you know i could throw on uh pretty much everything but country i mean yeah i can put on it, mike oldfell's tubular bells yeah and then play punk and drublick 
mm-hmm. right right back to back and it's just mm-hmm. it's all just music yeah. to me you know there uh the next album i have on my list is the one that it's the last one where i kind of touch the gray area of breaking rules okay and that is it, it once again it's a it's not a greatest hits album per se but it kind of was because okay. it was originally released as like half of the greatest hits and then they like separated it and released it on its own and it's scott acoustic by real big fish okay i don't think i ever it's, heard that one it's so they take all their like greatest hits and they it's all done acoustically and acoustic sky is fucking awesome yeah i can see that it's definitely like I said, i've never i've never heard that album i'm gonna i wonder if it's on spotify i'm gonna have to check it, it. is, it is. It right now, so. and this and, and i got it on white vinyl too so it was actually i want to say this is one of the first colored vinyl albums i bought really but that's it and that's the end of my rule breaking that and it's the end of my physical albums okay that I okay i do have a couple more i was going to talk about but well talk away like i said i'm along <laughs> for the ride at this point i'm i'm just i'm just here for uh banter i'm i'm uh what's that Next guy's one, name who's johnny johnny carson's sidekick ed something ed, ed mcmahon ed mcmahon i'm ed mcmahon so the next one I was going to toss out is not just an album. It's an entire fucking collection. Ooh. And it's not original music, Ooh. but it's original music done in a specific way that makes it awesome. <laughs> and that is anything from the catalog of Richard Cheese. If, <laughs> <Okay>. if, <laughs> what? No, no, nothing. I just I'm familiar with Richard Cheese, so I started. So laughing. if you don't know who Richard Cheese is, Richard Cheese takes popular popular music and redoes them lounge jazz style, mm-hmm. and the the songs are absolutely incredible. And uh, he did take he did have one album that he did like he had like uh, like a Hawaiian theme, and he did like uh, I don't even remember what songs were on there, but like Welcome to the Jungle done hawaiian style like hula style <laughs> it's, it's i love it yeah it's it's, it, it's it's very interesting music and it's uh it's one of those things where you sit around like especially when he does like uh some like he, uh, he did like some old two live crew done lounge jazz style and you're like oh my god i can't believe he's saying these words <laughs> you know, like go back and listen to these songs and you're like holy shit but uh, yeah, definitely check out Richard Cheese. It's uh, it's an interesting, fun time. At the very least, if you're in a group, you have a group of friends over, or whatever, you're having some drinks. Yeah, toss, play some of it. Toss some of that toss, in there. Let, toss like, some play. Richard Cheese on there. Absolutely, you will have some fun. Have some fun. <laughs> the uh, the next one I was going to talk about was someone that we actually saw together, and uh, it's. Up until very recently, it, it's an album that I thought was the only oh. album released by this band. And uh, do you know who it is, Ian? I do. And I actually from, looked for them, but I couldn't find any charting references. It's from 1999. This is a very small California punk band that was mm-hmm. on Warp Tour that mm-hmm. year. And the well, name it's not who band, I thought it was, but same. I'm, I'm with you there. I looked for them, too. The name of the band is Slimer. Mm-hmm. And the name of the album is Adult Cabaret, and it's uh, 
it is very like California punk '90s style, mm-hmm. and it uh, in the line on Blink One Eighty Two ripoff in the, in, in the album. Sense. In the album note, liner notes on the album, they actually apologize to Blink One Eighty Two for sounding so much like Blink. Like even the lead singer, like sounds like Blink. So it's a, uh, it's well, he sounds like Tom DeLonge at least. Right. Uh, it's a, it's a really great album. And if you're watching this or listening to this podcast, you'll never fucking hear the album because <laughs> it was never released anywhere. Right. Uh, but I did find out just recently they did uh, release an album prior to Adult Cabaret. And I've got it on my want list on Discogs, and we'll see if it ever becomes available. Right. For a not so exorbitant price. Yes. Yeah. So. Even though I probably would pay no, a pretty decent penny for that CD. Would you? Oh, well, yeah. Well, I, mean, I mean, not more than like, you know, 30 or 40 bucks, but I'd probably pay yeah. up, up to that for it. Yeah. No, I thought you were going to shoot for uh, Spring Hill Jack. That's my last one. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I, I couldn't. <laughs> Because it's the same show. We saw them at the same warp tour, but um, I couldn't find any charting references for them. Um, so yeah, that was, that's the last one on my list. It's Spring Heel Jack. The name of the album is Songs from Suburbia. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite all-time Scott albums. Mm-hmm. It's just a great album from beginning to end. And it's uh it's got your it's got your fun moments on there, it's got some serious moments, it's got some political moments. You know, it, it's it's ska music with a message, to you know, in, in, at some point, and uh, it's an album that is available on vinyl, and I have been waiting with bated breath to find it on vinyl, and it's actually to the point now where I'm probably gonna start contacting people and just offering them money for that album. Wow, be careful, because <laughs> you can because you can go on Discogs and look up an album and see everyone that's that that has that, that has album. It. Yeah. Now, I remember you playing it in your car, and then when we saw him live, too. Um, yeah. But I remember you playing that in your car and enjoying it quite a bit. Yeah. But the funny thing is, like, the most this album has ever sold for on Discogs is, like, 18 bucks <laughs> or, like, $22. It's not a whole lot. No, so, but considering how rare it is, though. Yeah. It, you know, and, and, and a band was, that doesn't really exist anymore. No. They, uh, it, it was reissued... A couple of years back, I want to say 2017, 2016, something like that. It was reissued and mm-hmm. sold through Hot Topic, I believe. Oh, that makes and there sense. Was only, and there was only like 500 copies that were made. So we'll see. We'll see if I ever actually get my hands on a copy of it. But Have you checked Hot Topic's website? Yeah. Okay. Because if it was like, you know, exclusive, you never know. They might have, if they made 500 copies, they might still be sitting on 100 copies of it. I wish they were. Trust me, I wish they were, man. But yet, uh, uh, that was that's that's one that I'd probably pay a lot more than the twenty bucks there's, that's, that's yeah, gone for online. There's a few out there that I, you know, if you would have asked me a year ago, I might have said no. But Living End is one. I, 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 you said I can get it on Amazon, so that's yeah. It's like twenty. It's like twenty five bucks you know, on Amazon. But you know, there's more and more. I'm coming up with more and more albums that I think are slowly getting out of print. That yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to pay if I want. I'm going to have to pay $50, $60 for it if I want them. So, you know, yeah. I'm kind of resigning myself to that fact. Yeah, but I've, I've been at that place for a while now. Because, I mean, yeah, it's you, like. You're like, there, 100 bucks. Here you go. <laughs> I think that there's only. 
I think I only own like three albums I paid more than a hundred bucks for. Single albums, I only own one that was over a hundred. No. But a couple that were close were pushing the boundaries. And Mm -hmm. one that you have that I will eventually have. Oh, (laughs) will you, you'll eventually have it Ian? If I have to murder you and take your copy, yes, I will have that fucking album. <laughs> I own. One I of deserve Ian. it more. <laughs> I own one of Ian's Holy Grail albums. Probably the Holy Grail album. Yeah. Probably. That's not, I, my Holy Grail. Now wait, because we're going to be talking about this. Just this is just a little preview, I guess. Just a slight preview, because we'll be talking about this on the vinyl den. When you say Holy Grail albums, is that albums that are on that were on vinyl or are on vinyl that we don't have? Or albums that have never been on vinyl that we want. I would or say that be both that, that are on vinyl that have a have at one point or another been on vinyl. Yes, that is actually available and attainable. It's just finding one that's for sale that's not three thousand dollars. Okay, then yeah, that's we don't have to watch the vinyl den now. You know what my my holy grail is. <laughs> I can think of a couple others, but that's that's my. I, I, I think for me. Like if I had to pick a Holy Grail album, it would probably be a First State Butcher album. That's I mean it's just and yeah, those go sense. for a couple of thousand dollars. Right. Yeah, I've looked at it at Discogs um, before. It's it's up there. Yeah. Do you know? I mean, you. you I read you, I read the Wikipedia story behind it, but I don't really remember it. But you know the three states, right? The, there's there's three states to the butcher album so first state so so they printed the book if you don't know yesterday and today it was a beatles beatles album released in 66 that uh that they printed a bunch of copies of the album and there was shock you know was, people were in shock by this album cover this is years before alice cooper was doing anything you know shock wise but it was mm-hmm. you know the the beatles dressed in butcher coats with slabs of meat laying around and doll's heads it was like actually doll parts there's doll torsos and it was just a very strange surreal uh, kind of cover yeah and, and uh, you can see it so, online you can it, they you can see it even on wikipedia yeah, yeah yeah so there's three states of it so they 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 printed a bunch of these albums and they went out to uh you know beatles fan club members people in the press people in the music industry and then as they started releasing these out to stores, there was this big outrage. So they pulled all the records back. They actually destroyed quite a few of them. And so if you have a, so the uh, first state Beatle album is just the plain uh, butcher cover. Okay. And then they took everything that they had left over and they took the, the yesterday and today album cover, which everyone knows is them sitting on a trunk. It's called the mm-hmm. trunk cover. And they right. took that and they, they, they didn't want to throw out all these album covers. So they took, and they took the, the, the trunk cover and they actually pasted it over the, the butcher cover. So if you, if you have a, a copy of this butcher cover with the trunk cover pasted over top, that's considered a second state butcher okay. cover. Okay. So with, with the still pasted over cover. And then if you have a third state butcher cover, that's one where they took that pasted on cover and they ripped it off. A lot of the times you damaged a lot of the album when you, right. a lot of the third state butchers that you see have half, torn up. half, half of the covers peeled off of it. I've mm-hmm. seen some, 
obviously not in person, but I've seen some third states for sale online, you know, in the four to $500 range where you can only see like one of the Beatles faces. You know? So if I, I mean, I would love to have a first state butcher album. Yeah. Probably the hardest but to find too. It is. They're ultra rare. You're going to pay several thousand dollars for those. Yeah. I, like I said, I've only ever seen pictures of it online. I, I would never imagine getting something like that. Um, but you know, I guess it's, it's one of those things, as far as my collecting goes, I'm not so into ultra rare or Mm -hmm. anything like that because I mean, at the end of the day, it's to me, it's all about what's on the record. What's the music that's there. Yeah. Um, but that being said, if it, if I was if I was you know had unlimited funds and I came across one and it was fifteen hundred bucks, yeah, I'd fucking buy it in a second. A, a good a good third state butcher album will cost you about fifteen fifteen six hundred. That's that's what I, I was gonna say I've seen it listed. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a third state. I'll get you that. First states are pretty rare. Actually, there was a. Um, I read a story one time about a guy that would just happen to run into John Lennon in the seventies and mm-hmm. ended up spending like several hours just hanging out with him, chit talking, chit chatting with him, ended up going back to his, his, his apartment and uh, kind of hung out with John in his home. And after a while, you know, this guy was getting ready to leave and John pulls out John's copy of the butcher album. You know, it's a, obviously it's a first state. It's, you know, John, John, it's his own copy. Yeah. His own copy. And he signed it. He autographed it and gave it to the guy. I couldn't even tell you. Yes. That's probably the most expensive. If it was ever sold, probably the most expensive album ever. Ever to be that and have that rare cover and probably in pristine condition or at least. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Signed by John Lennon. Cause I don't, I don't imagine that getting Beatles autographs was very easy to do. No. At any point in their career, mm-hmm. maybe later in you know in the eighties, because didn't didn't uh, Ch- Chapman get his autograph that day, or right before he yeah, shot yeah, him? Yeah, yeah, before he shot him. So I mean, maybe later on in the, in, in their careers, but yeah, that 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 album's got to be big oh, I money, I big bet. money, I, absolutely, absolutely. If you go back, so if you if you listen to podcasts, if, you, if there's one, uh, there's a podcast out there called The Vinyl Guide, um, episode fifty seven of that show. It's called Dave Morrell Kissed the Great White Wonder. Dave Morrell is the guy that owned, uh, or or I don't know if he still owns it, but he he's the guy that uh, got John Lennon's copy of the Butcher album, the Butch cover. Dave, uh, isn't that uh, Rise Against the Machines? No. Who's that? Who's the lead singer of Rise Against the Machines? It's not Dave Morell. Oh, Morell, Morello is what I'm thinking of. Right, Morello. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, go back if if you want to hear his story about what transpired. Go check out episode 57 of the the Vinyl Guide. Hmm. Yeah, definitely will. 
Definitely. That's all I got, man. We've been on like a super long episode. <laughs> I know. I'm, my legs are starting to hurt. I need to stand up. <laughs> right, I, man, don't have a, I don't have a comfortable chair like you do. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else you want to add? No. No? All right, well, uh, any uh, questions or comments, you can contact us at uh, contact at LIGpodcast.us. I almost fucked up the email address. Good job, Nick. I almost like, said why the do we even, email address. Why do we even have you here? Exactly. I'm here just for the looks. I did. Uh, I well, did if, you're do, if you're here, I like the shirt. Let's yeah. toss on my Misfit shirt. Yeah. I'm music. I, so. I do like that shirt. Um, if you're here for the looks, then we're, you're, you're, you really need to up your game. Oh, a little come bit. on, man. It killed me. Well, there's like something over, and I don't know what. But. I'm a, I'm a sexy beast, man. <laughs> the only one who has to worry about it is your wife. Uh, but anyway, uh, check us out on Facebook, Podbean, uh, Apple Podcasts. Leave us a uh, five star review on uh, on Apple Podcasts. No sexy in. What? <laughs> Whatever. Uh. But uh, check out the show on Spotify, which is uh, it's a growing market there with Spotify. So we uh, we appreciate everything they bring to the table. Uh, check us out on YouTube. Give us a uh, hold on. It's a thumbs up. Thumbs up is down there, uh, and then uh, anywhere in this general vicinity that my fingers going. Okay, but you're that way, Ian. So you're. I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm pointing to you over here. So and I'm pointing like, to you over here. <laughs> give us a thumbs up down here, like the episode. Oh, push the button over here to subscribe. And uh that's all I got, man. That's all I got. Until next time. Talk to y'all later. Peace. Playing my role, let me tell you about it. This shit right here, man, I'm about about it. Only real niggas reside around me. Yo, lady, drop a card around me. Dip like I know you can, bitch. Show me the rust like we in the ring. Got you took over, so you wanna hang. Shoulder to shoulder, them niggas basic. You know I won't lie. You know that I ain't for that fuck shit. You niggas alright, but I'm way better and she love it. Know that y'all sick as fuck. Here go this tissue, bro. We taking the dub, hoping you get you some. This here like a pick me up. She taking my drugs. Now they see the sign. That's some dollar sign. Now they sick as fuck. Now they sick as fuck. Tell them get well soon. Tell them get well soon. Now you sick as fuck. Get well soon. Oh shit. Watch out, you the god, Billy. Oh shit. Right now, and I'm smiling in your face, bitch. With a gold smile, you should probably make placement to your eye. Niggas sick as fuck. Standing with niggas. Who died for that party? Who died for some bitches who showing their bodies? Swear to God.